Alright, I don't have an awful lot of time to edit today, so this has to be a perfect episode. So none of your nonsense, okay? I can be perfect. You can be perfect? I already am. <laughs> That's true enough. Alright, let's go. Friends till the end on three. One, two, three. Friends, Friends till, the till the end. end. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Friends Till the End. Your one-stop shop for all things Friends as we critique the classic sitcom episode by episode. And you join us now. In the peak, we're basically almost hitting the middle part of season two of the show. And Michael, I am joined by my compatriot, Elizabeth. How are you doing, Elizabeth? I am great. How are you? I'm doing swell. Good. Yes. Today is a, an interesting episode, shall we say. It is. It th- is very interesting. I think we've got lots to talk about. Some controversial things in the context of the show's release. It seemed like there were a lot... A lot of storylines. Lots going. Yes. Yeah, no, just, there were. There were. Oh my gosh! You have two pages of notes instead of one page. Well, I did have some like pre-ramble set up, which okay. spilled over. But. All right. Yeah. That this one was very mm-hmm. multifaceted, very dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think because I mean we're tackling some serious issues in today's show, and I think we've given it the prep, its due diligence. We've we've spent the day in the pub. It's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As as we should. Good preparation. Prep yes. For absolutely. every recording of Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see how we get on. But before we get into the the meat and tooth edge of the episode, would you like uh, a question in our classic segment? Ask Elizabeth. Of course I would. Okay, who's gonna sing the theme tune this week? Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. Oh, you have to be like the half step above. I don't know what that okay, means. Okay, so it's like ask Elizabeth. Ask, ask Elizabeth, Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. <laughs> good, good enough. One of these days, I'm gonna learn how to use uh, GarageBand. And um, I'm gonna like make a nice yeah. little jingle for it. Can I sing it? Can I be the lead singer? We we have been singing it. We're we're already there. Okay. We're already there. Can we have like a banjo in it? Probably. Yes. I think with ba- garage band you can do whatever you want. Garage right. band? No, 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 garage. Garage. We're in America. Band. Come on, Michael. I can't find my phone for Ask Elizabeth. Oh Jesus. Ah. Um, You're probably sitting on it. I, why would I be sitting on it? You need to keep track of your stuff. Did you bring it somewhere? Is it within I, this? I think I changed my pants. Look, I can't take you anywhere. We can't even do this correctly. Yeah. Maybe I should just take over and do it by myself. I would love that. It's what the listeners want, Michael. It's what the listeners want. This isn't get. None of this is getting edited out because there's no time. There's no time, <laughs> damn it. They're going to turn it off then. You better edit this shit out. So today's question comes with the hashtag AskElizabeth, hashtag HowYouDoing, at FriendsPod on Twitter if you want to ask a question for Elizabeth. How do you think Phoebe became one of the friends? And this is from Mrs. Laura Murray. Mrs. Laura Murray? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. How do I think Phoebe became one of the friends? Huh. I mean, there is a correct answer to this. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I could give my own weird, made-up... Yeah, that's what we want, obviously. <laughs> but then I was thinking, but there actually might be... Well, she lived with Monica. Yeah. She was Monica's roommate. Yes, I know that they knew each other, but I was wondering... Okay, so we know that she lives with Monica. Mm-hmm. Like, Phoebe is a bit of an outlandish character. Why, where do you think, like... Imagine in a world where it didn't happen like you have, and how did she become friends with all of them? Okay. Well, I think I'm going off of that. 
I think so. Yeah, you know they they became, did, became yeah. roommates because this ad was put out and whatever, and so they were friendly to one another. And then you know naturally they spend a lot of time together, so they become friends. But I think that she actually broke into the group because my theory that I believe might come later is that Joey may have had the hots for her when they were hanging out, and Joey wanted to hang out with her more. And so, you know, he talked it up to Chandler and Ross, be like, I don't know, there's this girl, and, like, you know, she's rooming with Monica, and blah, 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 man talk. Mm -hmm. So I think that then once they all hung out, it's like, you know, you guys be my wingmen whenever they're all out at wherever they go. I think that they might have realized, oh, maybe not, but then they all just got along swimmingly. So she just kind of became one of the staple members. I see. Okay. What what is your what is your reaction to that? Well, I, well, I would say your timeline is off because I think she was established in the group before Joey turned up. Joey is the the second to last person to join the group. I don't I don't know what the timeline is though. Mm, okay. Is this a question beyond what I could answer? Probably. Okay. I mean, it's just asking you to have a little bit of. It's a good question. Make up your own thing. No, it's a really good question. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I. Maybe because I don't know enough. No, we appreciate it. And if you would like to put in a question for Ask Elizabeth, uh, at FriendsPod is the place to do that. You can also do it over on iTunes as you're leaving us a nice friendly uh, review. If you write a question in there, we'll read it on the show as well. So So that's just a little thing to encourage you for that. Shall we get to this episode? Yes. All right. So we do have the one with the lesbian wedding, which first showed on the 18th of January. 1996 we're into 1996 now the third year of the show we've taken a two-week break i believe but uh what do you think we're doing in terms of viewing figures elizabeth okay what were we at last episode so for a previous episode they did very well they were back up to 32.2 million so it is lower it is lower but what are what are we talking 30.7 30.7. It's actually 31.6, so you're off by 9, uh, 0.9 million. So no. This game is too hard. We can drop it. I don't know if anyone enjoys it anyway. We can just tell the viewing figures every time. I enjoy playing uh, it. I, I like the higher or lower, really. More, more just, so. That's so easy. But it makes me feel like a winner. So this episode opens in Ross's apartment, which it does not do very often, as pinpointed by the fact that you did not recognize it. No, well, with that big uh, dragonfly motif yeah. going on. Well, I don't remember that, but we've been there before. We've been there for poker nights, and we were there when... Uh, when Rachel was trying to make Ross not sleep with Julie. Exactly so, yeah. yes. We were there for that. I so it's that. it's a, it's a very bland apartment. It's very bland. There's not an awful lot of... Yeah, it's bland. It's bland. <laughs> uh, there's, there's not an awful lot to it. There's like a counter space, and there's a dragonfly on the wall, and it's like crap color and it looks really small yeah presumably ross moved there after his marriage fell apart he may not spend a lot of time there because we always see him at rachel and monica's apartment he spends a lot of time at work we assume mm. you know he, i don't it's just not a but i don't think but my point is i don't think he lived there with carol 2.0 or oh, no. or the original carol I suppose no I, I assume that he got that place after yeah he had to move out yeah. Yeah, because we've seen Carol 2.0 and Susan Place. Yeah, it's and nice. that's probably yeah, that's Carol's apartment. Mm. It was probably Ross's apartment once upon a time. Or, or both of theirs together. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, they're there in the apartment. Um, Ross is dropping off Ben, having looked after him for a non-distinguished period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of little baby Ben this time around? 
Is he still the little the little blonde boy that we saw in the the previous episodes? Yeah. Same actor, still cute. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he's blonde, blue eye. You know, mm-hmm. the typical Aryan child. You did notice something quite shocking. Oh, oh! I couldn't believe you didn't notice this. I wasn't paying attention. So, you see Ben, the little blonde, blue eyed baby, for the first three minutes or so. They keep Susan is holding the little car seat or or whatnot that he's in. And you can see his head, the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to Ross. And then it goes back to Susan. It goes back to Ross. It goes back to Susan. And the baby is a brunette. And, and it's, and it's, <laughs> it's a, a compl- noticeable brunette. It's a different it's baby. It's a completely different kid. Like, yeah. they didn't even try to You had to, to go get... back and show me. I, I didn't believe it. They, they didn't even try to get another, another blonde baby, perhaps. No, it was a dark brunette baby. Do you think that this was the original... Carol's baby that they were intersplicing. You know, we've we've had two people play Carol. Maybe it was someone. Two oh. Well, <laughs> well, you weren't paying attention to because you were too busy looking at the baby. But in that brief shot, they did actually cut back, and it was the original woman that was playing Carol that was standing there in Carol's place. <laughs> this much oh, younger, God. slightly darker haired, frizzy, frizzy haired person. No. Darn it! I missed. Yeah, that no, I, that was. I, I was staring I, at the baby. Too busy head. looking at the baby. But anyway, between that, they're talking, um, and they have news for Ross. They're basically saying, they, they tell Ross that they are getting married. Yes. Which gets a big laugh from the audience. It gets a laugh? It gets a laugh, oh, Yeah, I didn't even realize. I think it's maybe more just Ross sort of being, like, oh, his comprehending reaction. it. He's sort of like, oh, you're getting married? Oh, great. Uh, they want Ross to come to the wedding, and they're like, but we understand if you don't. And he's like, well, why wouldn't I want to come? I had fun at the first wedding. And then Oof. he slams his finger in the car thing, in the like baby carriage that he's folding up. And yeah. yeah, and we go to the episode. So there's a lesbian wedding to be had. You know, I thought it was nice of them to say, we would love you to come, but we understand if you don't want to. Well, that's very, mm-hmm. very kind of them to say. Why? What's, what's kind about it? Saying that they they understand if he doesn't want to. Instead of just assuming that he would come. Well, of course. Like giving him an out. Of course. What do you mean, of course? Well, that's just a polite thing to say. I don't know. I, I thought it was more polite than they needed to be. I mean, they had an affair. Why would he want to go to the wedding? Like, if it wasn't for Ben, he would not be seeing these people regularly. That's true. Like, they wouldn't be hanging out. Like, I think Ross has been a pretty good guy about it. Don't All you right. think? Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. Shall we get into the, I'm putting it in air quotes, controversy surrounding this episode now? It seems like a good sure. place before we get into the meat and veg. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the one with the, the lesbian wedding. The, the, the wedding between Carol and Susan is a big part of the episode. Um, same-sex marriages were not legal anywhere in the world in 1996. No, they were not. So, what's going on here? Uh, were civil unions legal? I guess, but they never refer to it like that. Like it is a lesbian wedding. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're calling it a wedding. Yeah. And I just assumed, like growing up, I just assumed that it was something that was legal because, like, my only reference to it was Friends, and I was like, well, I saw a couple get married in 1996 on television, so I just assumed that gay marriage had been around since 1996, mm. but. I think 2001 was the first same-sex marriage, first proper. Where was that? I believe in the Netherlands. But okay, I was going to say, not in the U.S. No, no, I don't, well, it wasn't until about 2004, maybe, in the U.S., but... As a as a marriage, not a civil union? Right, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking... I'm sure people can correct me, and please do, because we do want to... 
we don't want to be sprouting Well, I believe it was ignorance. 2015 that well, the, the, was world, uh, throughout the country right, that it was other legalized as marriage. Right. But for the whole country, I think yes. other places it was legal. In oh, like places. state by state and then right, definitely right, other, right. other countries. Right, right, right. But this was, um, yeah, so obviously quite a, a controversial storyline to be tackling in 1996. Definitely. This, the, the, the network that was showing Friends at the time were expecting a fair amount of, of pushback from it when the episode aired. I think they were expecting, you know, loads and loads of people to phone in and write in to complain. Really? Do you know how many complaints they had? Complaints? Mm-hmm. For this storyline? Well, I imagine the people that are very, like, right-wing and well, there homophobic was t- might not watch the show like Well, this. there was two network affiliates that refused okay. to show it. So, KJAC-TV in Port Arthur, Texas refused to show it, as did WLIO in Lima, Ohio, and they refused to show it over objectionable content. Um, okay. So, they refused, but... It, in terms of complaints for the actual network for showing this nationwide, I think they received four telephone calls. Obviously, they were expecting a lot a lot more. Four? Yeah, mm-hmm. please. That's nothing. I mean, they were featuring this. This was a controversial storyline back in 1996, and good for them for pushing forward. They did have to make some allowances for it. Uh, obviously, you never see Carol and Susan kiss on camera. I noticed that. I was like, kind of waiting for you it. You didn't even really, you didn't see them giving their vows or anything like that. You no. saw kind of the introduction to the ceremony and then it finished. I think those were all kind of, like, I think it's, you can talk about it, but you can't explicitly show it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's progress, but, you know, there's still steps to be made, basically. Definitely. yeah. couple of extra things that might be interesting to you for from this scene. This was the, the second time in mainstream in a mainstream American sitcom that a gay marriage had been featured. The first one would you like to hazard a guess on the first sitcom to feature it? First mainstream sitcom? It was a big one. It was Roseanne, funnily enough, which you wouldn't oh. think would necessarily be one to tackle those sort of storylines. But they did it only a few weeks prior to this. Oh, okay. Roseanne like attended a, a wedding of like a of a co-worker. So a, a couple of weeks before this, so back in nineteen ninety five. And then also the officiant who does the wedding? Did you recognize them? The woman that, that was uh, officiating the wedding? No. I don't expect you to. It was a woman called uh, Candace Gingrich. Uh, she was a gay rights activist and also the sister of well known politician Newt Gingrich. Okay, because I recognized the last name as soon as you said it, but. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yes, that's the news. That's the controversial parts of it. Shall we get into the actual episode? Please. It's going to be a long episode. So we open uh, in the apartment. They're kind of prepping for Joey's big TV debut, as we talked about in the last episode. He's got this gig on Days of Our Lives. It's Dr. Drake Ramore. Ross is sitting there being like, oh, I'm not going to go to the wedding. Of course I'm not going to go to the wedding. Mm. If I was, if he was, she was marrying another guy, you wouldn't expect me to be there. Fair point, though. Right. That is a very mm-hmm. fair point. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a double standard, almost. I suppose. But, like, and again, it's just like... I think it comes back to the fact that Ben is in the picture. You know, Ben was never right. planned. Like, they broke up before she knew that she was pregnant. And I think, right. like, he would be spending a much... You know, he wouldn't be seeing very much of Carol if it wasn't for Ben. So likely, he probably yeah. wouldn't be invited. But now he is such a big part of their lives because he's a great dad to Ben. As people keep saying, we never get to see it. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so that is Ross's quandary for the episode. And he doesn't feature very much in, for the main bulk of the episode, but we see him come back later on. Mm-hmm. Joey is prepping for his debut. He is telling everyone, they're kind of sitting watching the show, and he's like, oh, I'm coming up in a scene's time. 
Uh, they're talking about an actress and they're talking about smell the fart acting. Yeah. Is that a technique that you are familiar with as a, a, a thespian? Not at all. No? It's basically where you can't remember your lines, so you take a dramatic pause where it looks as if you're you're trying to smell something, and then you remember your line. Yeah, I think that's more because he pointed out that you have so many lines to learn in such a short mm. amount of time that it's okay to take these very dramatic looks and look away while secretly you're trying to learn your line. But no, I... I, I mean, it's popularly <laughs> known now as the Alan Rickman technique. The Alan Rickman yeah, technique? Yeah, taking a pause. Harry... Potter. No, no. Detention. R.I.P. Five points deducted. That's my Alan Rickman impression. Oh, I was waiting for you to say, from Griffin. Uh, we don't have time for that, Elizabeth. We've not got time. But anyway, so yeah, he's talking about that. Um, we see his scene in the sitcom, we get to see a little bit of Days of Our Lives, his, his, big, his uh, big appearance on the screen. It's a funny scene. Is it? Why? <laughs> it's a funny scene because it's this very serious moment. He's a doctor and he's saying, this is what's going on with your sister and it's a very, very serious condition. And then he follows it up with, if you want, we can talk more about this out for coffee or, you know, just like asking her out. And then <laughs> you shoot to her and she just does a little like eyebrow raise like, oh, oh hello. Mm, okay. Yes, doctor. And then he gives her that like kind of flirtatious look and it's like, come on, this is such a classic soap opera thing. Do you buy Joey as a soap actor? Yeah, he's fine. He seems to fit in that yeah. world a bit better. Dare yeah, I say yeah. it, better than the blockbuster world that he tried to get into as an actor. Poor Matt LeBlanc. It was never to be more suit. He's way more soap opera than blockbuster. He's much better at soap opera than as Freud on stage. Ah, oh, come on. That was just bad writing. Phoebe turns up in the apartment. She seems to be all out of whack. At first you thought maybe she buttered another spider into her toast. But <laughs> no. In fact, it's revealed that a client passed away while she was rubbing her. Yeah, uh, Phoebe was saying to the gang that she was in the middle of cleansing her aura when this woman appeared to die and the moment her soul left her body it went into phoebe mm. what no i mean that's true oh, just, oh. it's a mm of disapproval within the writing of the show why is that it just feels a bit it's a step too far it's like it's cheap it's it's not it's just a bit like far-fetched for for the world of friends i mean we've just had an episode where you know, Ross's doppelganger is dating Rachel, and now we have an episode where Phoebe is acting possessed. I mean, her thing for the rest of the, the episode is she is making comments in a funny voice, and she is speaking like this woman. Yeah, because part of her soul is, is so what, trapped in Phoebe. But what are we to believe? Are we to believe that this soul actually went into her, or that Phoebe is just such a nut job that she is, like, carrying, like, she believes it so much that she is doing it? No, that the soul actually went into Phoebe. But that's not possible, and it doesn't. How do work you like even that. know? Because it doesn't work like that. Well, why aren't doctors being possessed around the clock by well, patients Phoebe's that die more, near them? Like, she's more in tune with those things, so maybe mm. people who are open to it and could like mentally handle it would actually have that happen to them. That doesn't make any sense. Well, so anyway, that that's is the, the premise were of you, this. Were you okay with it as a storyline? As a like, I mean, it led to some good lines. Like, it led to her like saying awkward things at inappropriate times because she's basically like this old woman, and she's like, "Oh, well, I can't get my head around this lesbian wedding," or 
anything like that. Um, I thought it was reaching a little bit. It did seem yeah. kind of out of the norm for friends, but I mean, with Phoebe, kind of anything goes. She's yeah. such a, a versatile actress. She can just do anything. Look, Lisa Kudrow <laughs> can pull it off, and it's fine. And it, but I think this is why I didn't like Phoebe back in the day. I think we're getting to the like the, the crux of why I didn't originally like Phoebe because she was out, had these like out there things. Because I think. Like, in my mind, you think that the soul actually went into her, and in my mind, I think, well, she's just attention-seeking and being really annoying. Aww. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, lots of other people have storylines here, so we better try and get through this a bit quicker. Monica is catering the wedding. Yes, because their original caterer got into, like, a motorcycle accident or, or, or something. Did they? And right. um, ended up in a full-body cast. Right. So Monica's taking kinda... that on. Yeah. We'll get back to that later. Rachel's mum is visiting as well. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. What, that the mums are visiting? Yeah, it was just like, oh, geez, Rachel, you're acting weird. Well, I'm worried about my mom visiting. It just, like, came out of absolute left field. So the mum turns up and she gets, like, a, a studio cheer. Which yeah, is, when which makes you think, oh, this other. is somebody important. And we're like, yeah, I didn't recognize her, but she got the woo. Her name is, it's, um, her name is Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. She's a, a famous, I think most famous for being a sitcom actress in the 60s and 70s. She was in shows like uh, That Girl, which I believe they've like parodied on Family Guy or something like that. And she was also in a show called Free to Be You and Me. And I guess, mm. she, I guess she was like a, a pretty like staunch feminist campaigner in the 60s and 70s. She's very pretty. Like she's believable. Oh, gorgeous. Mom. Gorgeous woman. Yeah, yeah. And right? very believable as Rachel's mom. Yeah, yeah, actually spot on. Yeah, I mean, obviously makeup and hair and wardrobe help with those things. But like in the face as well. Yes, very, yeah. very, very believable. So she is there visiting. Rachel wants to make sure that um, she thinks that she's living a good life, basically, that she's all set up and she has everything she needs and she's, she's doing well and she's not disappointed in her for not marrying Barry. So, yeah, I, Rachel, even though it's called the one with the lesbian wedding, the lesbian wedding kind of takes a back seat for Rachel's storyline for a large part of this. Yeah. So she comes, she, sees, she meets everybody at Central Park and then she comes around to the apartment and she... Looks at the unattractive nude man playing the cello across the street. <laughs> Shout out to ugly naked guy. Woo! And then she drops the bombshell on Rachel that she is planning on getting a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel doesn't react very well to that. She does not take it well. No, that is true. No. I mean, I guess it's a hard thing to hear for anyone, regardless of how old you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like... Rachel's like, well, she sees my life and she kind of wants that. So now, like, she's just going to leave dad. And it feels a bit ridiculous. And Monica's like, well, take it as a compliment. She's doing it because she wants to be more like you. And Rachel's like, well, can she just copy my haircut? Which is a very meta line. Dude, I, that's one of the notes I wrote down. Mm -hmm. Not mental note, actual note. Oh, very good. Because isn't at this point, isn't everyone in the world the copying Rachel. Rachel's haircut? Everyone wants the Rachel. So she was kind of... Like, poking fun at that. Why can't she be like everyone else and copy my haircut? <laughs> it's a very meta line. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good writing. Phoebe wanting to carry on this ridiculous charade that there is a woman living inside her. You know, not content to annoy her friends with this attention-seeking behavior. She seeks out the, the grieving husband of this woman. This man whose wife died, what, the day before? Maybe oh, two no. days before? No, it's got to be, at this point, probably is like 
four or five days. Really? You think? You think? Yeah. Well, at any rate, she gets this poor man who is in his, at least his late 80s. Mm-hmm. Poor old Phil Leeds, popular character actor from Rosemary's Baby and Ghost. I've seen him. I've recognized him from something. I'm not sure what. He's just in a bunch of things. Yeah, he's a, he's he a very a... distinctive looking man. He does yeah. look a little bit like an alien. Like an alien. But she, she gets him, drags him all the way to this loud coffee shop. And then feeds him some nonsense about the spirit of his wife living inside her. Like, how dare she? Yeah, but uh, he doesn't take it as, what are you talking about? No. What? He's just like, oh, Just as well. Right. I mean, that could have killed him right there on the spot. But, but, but you'd think that he would have some sort of different reaction to that. Well, he's just like, oh, okay. And Phoebe asks him, does she have any unfinished business? Yeah. And he just says, oh, she oh, she, she used to say she wanted to see everything. So Phoebe's like, oh, boy, I know i got to see everything. All right, that's, that's a little vague. Mm-hmm. And then he says something like, oh, and she also wanted to sleep with me one more time. Mm-hmm. What a smoothie, huh? Good play. Solid play. Slick as a fox. Mm-hmm. So Rachel kind of talks to her mom. She's having more trouble with her mum. The mum is basically trying to just be one of the girls. She's just kind of trying to fit in. She's like, oh, does anyone have any any pot? Anyone want to smoke some marijuana? It was very Grace and Frankie at this this point. You know, it's just like, you don't need you don't need Monica and Rachel. You need to move in with Lily Tomlin. <laughs> That's all you need. That's my dream. Start your own chain of elderly-based dildos. Uh, they're vibrators. Well, whatever. Same difference. Uh, we'll talk later. Okay. But yeah, so Rachel's struggling with her mum trying to be her pal. So Rachel's just sort of like, God, you can't expect me to do this. God, blah, blah, blah. I can't do this. You can't expect me to be cool with you leaving it. And she's like, well, I thought you would understand. And she was like, why would you think I would understand? She says, you didn't marry your Barry, honey, but I married mine. To which you went, ooh. It's a good line. (laughs) It's a good line. It kind of puts it all into perspective for Rachel. Definitely. You know, she could have chosen the easy life, like her mom, and had but comfort, then, but it's not satisfying. Yeah, you're not really happy. No, you're not happy. So that put, I think she's, it, it wasn't really ever resolved after that, was it? Not really. Like, you never yeah. see them sit down and have a heart-to-heart, but I think that line just kind of... Did enough. Did it, did just about, I mean, we've got lots to get through in this episode. We've got five friends with the storyline here. I mean, poor Chandler, <laughs> he's the only one without anything going on in this episode. Yeah. But. So, Monica is trying to get everything ready for the wedding. She prepped and prepped and prepped, but she didn't leave enough time to actually do everything. So she ended up recruiting everybody, all the friends, to lend a hand to make all the food. Much to their chagrin. Mm -hmm. Reminded me very much of whenever you try and throw a dinner party or try and have people around at the house. Just all hands on deck. You there. Ball this melon. You there. Clean this... Clean the dust off the... I only trust myself to do things, so I'm not sure because... Because if, if you did it, I would just have to go and do it again. So oh, I might as well just shoot. do it by myself. Anyway, so she's freaking out about that. Carol 2.0 comes around. She is having doubts about the wedding. She thinks maybe there's not going to be a wedding at all. Yeah, she's very distraught. Mm-hmm. Her parents aren't coming to the wedding. Because the fact that she's gay. Maybe they don't like Susan. 
Susan no, is. It's, it's, it's been established. That. Susan is a very difficult person to get on with. Maybe Susan starts making really snarky comments to her parents as well. It's implied but that it's it because is. they they can't get over the fact that she is gay. It is that that is what how it is implied. Yes, yeah, she says, "Oh, I knew they had a hard time with this, but I expected them to be there." Yeah. Ross comes to the rescue, despite being bitterly opposed to this whole wedding he he steps up and he he gives he gives her a bit of a pep talk and Mm -hmm. it's like if you love her that's all that matters if my parents didn't want me to marry you i would have done it anyway yeah that's my ross impression it's pretty good it's it's not bad eh? yeah so she's like yep thank you ross and monica's like thank goodness i'm still gonna get paid for catering this wedding so the wedding is going on hooray and we cut to the wedding and as is tradition for all lesbian weddings, the only people invited to lesbian weddings are the ex-husband of one of the brides, all of his closest friends, regardless of their connection with the mar- the couple getting married, and then nothing but lesbians. Do you think in real life Rachel's mum would be allowed to show up? Yeah, right? That was- <laughs> Why the heck was she there? Yeah. That was so random. Why is Rachel there? Rachel didn't know Carol or Susan... I don't know. Maybe like, they just lumped them together. It's, as like a it's ridiculous. Why? Why is Rachel there? It's it's strange. It is very strange. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's so it's the, the ex, all of his best friends, and every lesbian in New York City. Only lesbians from there on in. Yes. Joey gets a little line at the beginning, being like, "Oh, I'm such a good-looking guy. I'm a shagger, but my powers are useless here because everyone's a lesbian." <laughs> because lesbians are only friends with lesbians, as this show would have you believe. Yeah, it's very strange. Why do they do very that? Very strange. So, the ceremony begins. Monica brings blonde Ben. The, blonde, uh, the original. Original blonde baby Ben down the aisle in a little carriage. Yeah. Why Monica doing that? She's the aunt. Okay. That's fine. All right, that fair works. enough. And the caterer. It is tradition <laughs> sure. for the caterer to... to At to a lesbian wedding. Video. Yes. For the caterer to bring the uh, any babies down the aisle. Susan is walked down the aisle by both her parents. Her dad's a military man. That's how okay they are with things. Yeah, you pointed that out. You said, mm-hmm. oh, he's a military, military man. Military man. He's okay with it. Do you think he wouldn't have been? Uh, no, I think it was just put in there for like a political point. Oh, like, okay. Look, America, this military guy's okay with it. You guys should be too. Oh, I see. Okay, That yeah, was yeah. my thought. Mm-hmm. She is also dressed like Mary Poppins. Oh. Like... When she first arrives at the Banks' house, she's wearing a <laughs> basically a top hat and, like an a big, and a big woolly overcoat and a talking parrot umbrella. <laughs> Ridiculous outfit, it even is, even by friend standards. The colors too. It's like a beige. It's like a dirt. It's like a dirty water mm-hmm. white. Oh. And then Carol two point comes down the aisle. But oh, look at that! The ultimate gesture. Who's walking her down the aisle? It's Ross. It's her ex-husband, Ross. What a gentleman. What a guy. Like, honestly, he knew how much it hurt her that her parents were coming. Such bullshit. I, I think that's a class act move. Why would she want him walking him down the aisle, though? Like, Who else is she going to have walk her down? Maybe she no, walk by herself? Maybe no one is better. Maybe no one is better than your ex-husband. Don't you think... Or maybe you push the carriage with your son down it so you're not on your own. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. And Ross shouldn't have agreed to do it. 
It's it's oh, weird. I thought it was a very gentlemanly and uh, it's it's bite a, the bullet type of move. Good for him, but boy oh boy, he switched. Just no more than four minutes ago, he was boycotting, even helping preparing in the food for this wedding, and now he is walking the bride down the aisle. Yeah, making yeah. it all about him. What a guy. No, I actually thought it was a nice gesture. Yeah. I really did. She seemed appreciative of it. She seemed to be. Yeah. So anyway, they start the ceremony. Phoebe's possessed woman in her goes, oh, now I've seen everything. There's a lesbian wedding. And her spirit dissipates from Phoebe's body. Yep, and Phoebe spoke this all very loudly, so mm-hmm. even the brides could hear what she mm-hmm. was saying and interrupting their nice moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. End scene, because we don't want to see the these women actually having Show a, affection. Showing affection and having God, a loving union. forbid. Candace Gingrich. How awful. Candace Gingrich gets her line in and then we're away. Yep. Uh, Chandler basically goes up to a woman and goes, oh, I shouldn't bother coming up with a line, right? Because you're a lesbian. Very funny, Chandler. Very good. You got your laughs in for the episode. <laughs> um, uh, Ross has a nice moment with Susan where she basically thanks him for doing what he did. It was very nice. She's like, do you want to dance? And he's like, no, not really. And she goes, I'll let you lead. Which is a, a nice little throwback again to the Lamaze class when, you know, he had to be the woman and yeah. she had to be the man. There we go. Yeah, they I fine. thought that was nice. Good for them. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I like Susan. I know you don't, but I think she's fine. I don't like her. I still don't like her. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think she's fine. Not a fan of her. All right. She's funny enough, but I don't like it. Okay. Phoebe is talking about how much she misses the old woman that was living inside her and another woman dressed in a sharp suit misconstrues what she was saying, mistakes her for a lesbian, says you should forget all about her and come get a drink with me and Phoebe being simple-minded Phoebe doesn't realize she's being propositioned and she's like yeah sure. And I recognized her as Big Boo from Orange is the New Black. Yes, very good. She's good. I like her. Yeah. Good actress. Yeah. Glad to see her getting work. And that just about wraps it up. Yeah. Happily ever after. Yeah. I, yeah, it seems like so much was happening. It was hard to... Mm-hmm. Hard to... Yeah, you did a good job explaining all It that. was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like, you know, it's called the one with the lesbian wedding, and that is, like, what we're building to, but the main, like, the main part of the episode was about Rachel and her mum. Yeah. Which was then forgotten about for the end of the show. Yeah. Which had been neglected throughout, but... Yeah, kind of. It almost felt like two episodes rolled into one. You mm-hmm. probably could have had Rachel and her mum have their own episode altogether, but nevertheless, the episode ends with the gang sitting around in Monica and Rachel's apartment, just shooting the shit. Ben's there too. Um, Monica's like, "Who do you think is going to be the first one of us to get married?" And Ross is like, "Oh, I got married." And Phoebe's like, "Yeah, me too." And Rachel's like, "Oh, I had a wedding too." So she's like, "All right, fine. Who's going to be the last one to get married?" And everyone just immediately turns and looks at Chandler. Oh. Chandler's like, well, what about Ben? And they're like, yeah, we're kind of in bed. Too bad, Chandler. <laughs> Do you think that would be true that Chandler would be the last to get married? N- Over Ben? I mean, well, no, but pretend Ben's he's got like a 25 year head. Of the uh, gang there. Yeah, probably. Like, based on them, really? like his commitment issues, he's not a shagger like like Joey, and he's not like Mr. Commitment like Ross. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe. It's a bit harsh, but that's just kind of the running gag with Chandler. Yeah, he didn't have much to do this episode. He needed some other screen time. Mm-hmm. So that wraps it up for the one with the lesbian wedding. Did you enjoy that episode? It was all right, yeah. Yeah, a lot okay. going on. Yeah, there, there was a lot to follow. Very busy episode. Um, But, yeah, it was all right. I think if you took out all of Phoebe's plot, subplot, 
I would be a lot happier. Like, I didn't... Like, it was all just for comic relief for her to say yeah. weird things, but I didn't mm-hmm. like her comments that she was making and, like... Well, it wasn't her. It was the woman, <sighs> Michael. But it was her. <laughs> it was so annoying. Are you going to be okay? I'll be fine, but, like, it was annoying. Uh, we saw Joey make his TVV debut. That's big. And Carol and Susan tie the knot. And we met another parent of the Friends... Which is big in our drinking game. Oh, when we saw that Ben is a shapeshifter. That's Ben very is a shapeshifter. Yeah, I wonder Jeez. if that's going to come back into things oh, later God, on. I can only hope. So yeah, that just about wraps it up. Uh, a decent enough episode, I would mm-hmm. say. The one with the lesbian wedding. What do we got going on next? Next up is a really important episode, Elizabeth. It's actually going to be a double episode for us because it's an episode of two parts. Ooh. It is because they were shown on the same day, like we saw in season one. It is the one after the Super Bowl. One after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So that's part one and part two? Part one and part two. Now are we going to record two and one? We're going to do them all in one episode. All right. Yeah. It'll be a good one. So that's what we've got to look out for. I, I look out for the puppy bowl It's a big time. one. It's going to be a big episode for us. It's a big episode for friends. We'll talk more about that later. But oh, I can't wait. I can't wait either. That'd I'm excited. Great. Oh, boy. Let's let's talk about it right now. <laughs> we got to watch We her. open in Monica and Rachel's <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. As always, if you want to support the show, you can follow us on Twitter at FriendsPod. You can also head on over to iTunes and leave us a nice rating and review there. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podomatic. And yeah, that's about it. Tell a friend if you like us. You guys anything to add to that, Elizabeth? Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.